Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Glad you are back with us. Hope all is well in your world. A lot of things to talk about, of course. New Hampshire primary is now history. Donald Trump, a resounding victory in that particular contest. We will talk about that victory and talk about the vow to continue on for one Nikki Haley. I just want to give you a preview of what I will say a little bit later on. Have you ever had the experience of embracing a message but really not caring much for the messenger (laughs) that's very much the situation that i find myself in today because you're going to hear some comments from someone and to be honest with you i agree with 99.999 percent of what this person said it's right on the money The problem is, I don't appreciate the messenger and think it's very unfortunate that someone who I do appreciate did not get further along in this process. We will talk about this a little bit later on in the broadcast. We'll also talk about who else is celebrating. As you know, Donald Trump doing his usual boasting. He's proud of himself. Isn't it wonderful? And the usual mocking that goes along with it. But there are other people who are celebrating this victory. Who are these folks? And it goes back to something we've discussed on this program before. We will talk about this. It was a discussion we had with our good friend Tara Servatius a couple of weeks ago. We will delve into this as to why this particular group is celebrating. Also coming up, this is a season where we hear from the folks who would like to rule the world. That was one of my favorite 80s songs. Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Well, the global elites, that's really their objective. And one of the unfortunate things about their efforts to rule, they want to do this by, you know, these folks, they love to talk about democracy, but they are also very good at subverting the democratic process. Because this is how, it's really the only way they will accomplish what they want to accomplish. Because most people are not going to choose the nonsense that they've embraced. Coming up a little bit later on, I'm going to share with you a really good rebuttal to the globalist agenda. In fact, I uh, one of the things when I was sick last week, I really wanted to share this. I was like, man, I can't wait. In fact, I wanted to remind myself to make sure to share this with you because I didn't, you know, even though time has passed, I want to make sure you hear this because this rebuttal 
of everything the globalists stand for is absolutely essential. So you'll hear this a little bit later on. One of the things that will be said about us, and maybe not you or me specifically, but certainly younger people, is people will be quite intrigued to look back and see how much we had a good time looking at ourselves. And, and I'm talking about this whole selfie phenomenon. You know, it's crazy. And, and you've seen the stories where people will risk life and limb for a selfie. You know, they'll go to the edge of a mountain and get a picture of themselves, risk their lives, and sometimes lose their lives. And it's not just selfies. It's doing TikTok videos. You know, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. We were talking about how so many people have now labeled themselves as, what is it called? When, when you're a media, a, an online media personality, there's a special word, influencer. Thank you, Bernie. <laughs> That's what everybody is an influencer. And you may not have anything profound to say, but, you know, it's all about presence. It's all about getting attention. And it's really entertaining. We'll tell you about one school that's actually taken an extraordinary measure to stop people in school from doing TikTok videos. We'll tell you what they have taken down. <laughs> I mean, this is probably one of the most profound social commentaries on where we are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just some of the things that we better have time for during the course of the broadcast today. Can I start off with some good news? And this is most specifically in celebration with our friends up in Iredell County. Charlotte Observer reports German manufacturer is investing over $38 million and nearly 200 jobs. German electrical manufacturing company has chosen Iredell County for its U.S. expansion and promises to create nearly 200 jobs. DEHN Inc. will invest more than $38.6 million create 195 jobs from 2025 to 2029 in Iredell County. Isn't it amazing to think next year is 2025? Wow. The family-owned German electrical engineering company specializes in manufacturing surge and lightning protection systems as well as safety equipment. The state committee approved $1.2 million in tax incentives for this company over 12 years for its project in Morrisville. DEHN is a U.S. and Caribbean subsidiary for DEHN SE based in New Market, Germany. Their headquarters, U.S. headquarters in Mooresville, will include a production facility, research and development divisions, and training center. They will manufacture and offer market-specific parts at the new U.S. location. The average annual salary 
$66,120, which is higher than Iredell County's average wage of 63674 The company will also get $900,000 in tax incentives, each from the towns of Mooresville and from Iredell County. And this is, I think, pretty impressive. I, I always find encouragement when you're on a big list and the list is narrowed down to a point where you are chosen. That's pretty impressive. Get a load of this. 400 U.S. locations. That's what they started with. They narrowed it down to three. Also in the running, Columbia, South Carolina, Auburn, Alabama. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Two of the three cities in the Carolinas. DEHN considered these factors, labor, workforce, quality, quality of life, cost of living, infrastructure, and international travel accessibility. Those are just some of the factors in this, again, comes back to what? When you talk about travel accessibility, our airport. That makes all the difference in the world. I do know we have direct service here to Munich. So I'm sure that's very, very helpful. That probably helped to tip the scale. 200 German-owned firms operating in the Charlotte region. This company, 114 years old, 2,400 workers worldwide. So we congratulate our friends in Iredell County on this major development. Coming up, we'll jump right in to New Hampshire. A win for Donald Trump. That's not too surprising. But we'll talk about who is celebrating, not just Donald Trump. There's a specific group that's very excited about this. Also, Nikki Haley vows this race is not over yet. You will hear some of her comments and much more as we continue our Wednesday broadcast of the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Twenty minutes after the hour, ten o'clock. I want to make something very clear, and I and I've been very straightforward about this. I mean, for all practical purposes, in many ways, this presidential contest on the Republican side, it's over with. It is done. Okay, I get that. Now I've told you about my frustration about this because I I'm I feel very much, um, for lack of a better way to put it, disenfranchised. Because there's a sense in which I don't really have a viable choice at all. This has been pretty much declared over, and it is essentially over, before we even get to Super Tuesday, for instance. But that's wall water under the bridge. I'm not here to contest that idea. I am 
and I don't mind the mantle of what would I call it? Accepting the mantle of being that voice in the wilderness, because I very much believe that with this rush to coronate Donald Trump, I really believe we're making a huge, huge mistake. Chris <laughs> sent a message to me just a moment ago. Tim Scott is one of those people who is kissing his ass now. Yes, I saw him standing behind Trump, and I just, I just want to barf. I love Tim Scott. Tim Scott is a stand-up guy, a man of character, and it just nauseates me to watch these people falling all over themselves. They can't wait. And I think every single one of these people are going to look back, and they are going to regret how quickly they have jumped on this bandwagon. I've said, I've said this before, and, and I, I kind of previewed this a few minutes ago when I told you I, I, I find it frustrating sometimes when someone I don't care much for communicates a message that's right on. You're going to hear that coming up in just a bit. But first, as you know, two winners in New Hampshire last night, Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary, and believe it or not, President Joe Biden prevailed on the Democrat side as a write-in candidate. This is crazy. See, I, I think it's absolutely, you want to talk about, I, I'm just going to tell you, you want the definition of stupid? You pretty much have had your first-in-the-nation primary dismissed. And you're going to go out of your way to go and vote for this moron. This guy slighted them. And they, will, they still went out and voted for him. This, this, to me, just shows you how stupid so many Americans are. You know, I, I'm at the point in my life, and I probably shouldn't go down this road. This can be very dangerous. And, and, and do not hear what I'm not saying. I want to make sure my life is led by the Spirit of God. And if he leads me to, and, and this is talking more about charity and loving and caring for people in my real life. But... But I am past the point of going miles for people, especially people I do not know, when they don't give a darn about me. And I'm talking mainly about, like, politicians. I'm not going to go out and put my reputation and my whatever else on the line for somebody who doesn't even know me and doesn't even care to know me. It just amazes me how people do this every day. They will throw their family members, other relationships under the bus for somebody they do not even know. That's just crazy. I ain't doing that. End of rant. <laughs> Let's talk about who else is celebrating New Hampshire. <laughs> Chris, stop. Uh, 
Trump's surprise fan club. Why many Dems want him to win big in New Hampshire. Donald Trump wanted a big win in New Hampshire to effectively end the GOP presidential primary. Many Democrats are rooting for the same thing. President Biden's team believes Trump becoming the presumptive Republican nominee for president will give a much needed jolt of energy to voters and grassroots donors who don't want to see Trump back in the White House. This, you know what really bothers me about this? I see 2020 happening all over again. And then the same people who I don't think have much sense at all. What happened? Or complaining about the election being stolen. I got news for you. See, there are a lot of people like, well, I can't believe Biden got more votes than Trump. I can. Because at the end of the day, what they succeeded at doing was getting people out to vote who cannot stand this man. And I don't think people understand how powerful that is. It's powerful. It's a motivator to get out and vote, just like this whole abortion thing. That's why people, especially women, Many women are going out of vote because they want a right to kill babies. Biden's backers see Tuesday as a win-win. Either Trump dominates Nikki Haley in New Hampshire and the general election campaign effectively begins Wednesday, or Trump gets caught in a drawn-out primary, at least until South Carolina's GOP contest February 24th. Well, we now know he won. The president's campaign has internal data indicating most of the undecided voters Biden is targeting don't think Trump will be the Republican nominee because they haven't tuned into an election that's more than nine months away. That's led Biden's team to believe the dynamics of the campaign will change significantly once those voters realize it really will be a Biden-Trump matchup. Jen Psaki. This is counterintuitive. Normally, you want the Republicans to fight it out and spend money. But now they want to run against Trump because they feel that is the best contrast to be drawn. Yes, but Democratic voters aren't as enthusiastic about Biden as Republican voters are about Trump. 44% of GOP primary voters very enthusiastic about Trump. Only 18% of Democratic primary voters said the same about Biden. See, this is the other part of this. This is not about people wanting Biden. They're going to have to motivate people to show up, not because they like Biden, but because they hate Donald Trump. An NBC poll in November found 63% of Biden voters were more against Trump than for Biden. We're going to talk more about this, and I'd love to get your thoughts, because I think this is their strategy, and they are chomping at the bit to stir up the anger, the bitterness, all the talk about January 6th. It, it's, it's only the beginning, folks. We'll talk about this much more. And the message I believe we need to listen to, but I don't care for the messenger, as we continue our Wednesday broadcast. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. So before the break, I was talking about how Democrats are celebrating because they are just salivating the opportunity. And and if you think about it, it, and I know this is going to grate on a whole lot of people, but part of what's going in the minds of some of these people, hey, we've beat him before. We can beat him again. In fact, they can make the argument he's weaker this time around. Plus, you have the really mysterious element of all of this because you don't know what's going to happen this year with all of these criminal charges. Who knows what's going to happen? Trump raised $56.7 million from donors who gave $200 or less from the beginning of 2023 through September 30th, 2023, compared to Biden's $27.2 million. <laughs> That's pretty pathetic when you think about it. That's less than half of what Trump raised. Biden's overall fundraising has been robust in part because the maximum contribution limit is more than 900000 for donations he raises with the DNC. Democratic strategists close to the Biden campaign say that as good as Trump is at mobilizing his MAGA movement, he's also one of the best motivators of Democrats that the strategists have ever seen. Some top Democrats worry Biden's team is too optimistic about Trump virtually looking down the GOP nomination. Locking this down would change the dynamic of the race in a way that favors Biden. After all, Biden-Trump matchup has been assumed for months, leading to a series of head-to-head polls that have shown Biden facing an uphill fight for re-election. Some still recall Jim Messina, Barack Obama's 2012 campaign manager, who's close to the Biden team, hoping in early 2016 Hillary Clinton would get to run against Trump, who wound up getting elected. Messina said then, I wake up every morning and drop to my knees and pray, please, God, give me Donald Trump (laughs) as the GOP nominee. How did that work out for Mr. Messina? (laughs) That's the twist to all of this. There are no guarantees, and this can all come to bite them in the rear end. Before I get to that messenger that I don't care for, I just, I, I, I don't, I cannot say this enough. I do not care for the messenger. We'll get to that in a bit. Before we do that, Marco Rubio jumping in after this Trump Haley contest. Trump will be the GOP nominee. But how much donor money will be wasted in the meantime? It remains unclear how much donor money will be wasted in the Republican primary race when former President Donald Trump will certainly be the nominee. Trump will be the GOP nominee. That's the position from one Marco Rubio. What we don't know yet is how much donor money is going to be wasted over the next month essentially mocking Nikki Haley after she made it clear she's not jumping out of the presidential race. Rubio's remark followed Trump's decisive victory in the Granite State as he bested Haley despite her reliance on support from independents and Democrats. According to a CNN exit poll, 
About 7 in 10 said they were registered as undeclared prior to Tuesday. But this is all part of Haley's strategy. As her campaign said in a memo released ahead of New Hampshire's results, Haley plans to compete in South Carolina as well as Super Tuesday states, asserting 11 of the 16 Super Tuesday states have open or semi-open primaries. Haley's campaign believes there's significant fertile ground for Haley on Super Tuesday. She plans to attract non-conservative voters. See, this turns my stomach. Haley, for her part, has made it clear she's not leaving the race anytime soon. Dozens of states left to go. And the next one is my sweet state. If I hear her say that one more time. I mean, somebody get a barf bag. My sweet state of South Carolina. So sweet. They're going to they're gonna flip you the bird. Do you know that, Nikki Haley? They do not like you. Now, <laughs> a lot of the sellouts and the political people, oh, they love Nikki Haley. Conservatives do not care for Nikki Haley. Gosh. And I, you know, Marco Rubio does make somewhat of a good point here. This really is a waste of money. At the end of the day, she's, I mean, she is, she's really in a futile effort. Now, having said that, I told you, sometimes people we don't necessarily care for say things that are true. Coming up. You will hear what she had to say last night after her loss to Donald Trump. We will share that. And, hey, I welcome your thoughts. If you think I'm completely washed up, if you think what she's about to say is really messed up, you disagree, I'd love to hear from you. Back of the Vince Coakley Radio Program and on social media, Jeff says, you know, I think there's actually another side to that coin about them possibly beating Trump. They continue to fund Haley because if she gets close enough in these open primary states and Trump gets locked up in prison, they can ensconce her as our lead candidate. Don't dismiss that notion also. See, this is this is part of the reason I'm really still concerned about this idea of DeSantis, for instance, getting out. What if this does blow up the next couple of months, criminally or otherwise? I mean, what do they end up doing? I mean, we'll end up having we and I don't know. This is a conversation for later on, maybe with a political political expert as to what might have to happen at the convention. That's another conversation for another day. But God forbid that Nikki Haley is the last person left standing. That's not pretty. Not good at all. Also, Chris saying of Nikki Haley, her political career in South Carolina was over when she took down the Confederate flag. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. That really ticked off a whole lot of people. All right. Let's get to Nikki Haley and her comments from last night. 
Um, I was quite surprised to pick up the energy in the room. I mean, think about it. The woman, she got a rear end kicked in New Hampshire. But she was very defiant, making it very clear she is not getting out of this race. The first cut you're going to hear, she comes out swinging and basically communicates this message. We lose with Trump. Listen up. With Donald Trump, Republicans have lost almost every competitive election. We lost the Senate. We lost the House. We lost the White House. We lost in 2018. We lost in 2020. And we lost in 2022. The worst kept secret in politics is how badly the Democrats want to run against Donald Trump. They know Trump is the only Republican in the country who Joe Biden can defeat. You can't fix you can't fix the mess if you don't win an election. A Trump nomination is a Biden win and a Kamala Harris presidency. I defeat Biden handily. Now, again, let me remind you, I'm nauseated. The idea of Nikki Haley being the nominee or being anywhere near the ticket or the administration for that matter. But I have a hard time arguing against what she is saying. She is right on the money. This man has a record of losing. She goes on and makes the further case against Donald Trump. Listen up. With Donald Trump... You have one bout of chaos after another. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. The other day, Donald Trump accused me of not providing security at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I've long called for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. Trump claims he'd do better than me in one of those tests. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But if he thinks that, then he should have no problem standing on a debate stage with me. Honestly, can you refute anything that she said here? There's nothing that she said here that can be refuted at all. And her concluding remarks here, and polls have already shown this, most people do not want to see, and she makes the case against, a 2020 rematch. Listen. Most Americans 
do not want a rematch between Biden and Trump. The first party to retire its 80-year-old candidate is going to be the party that wins this election. And I think it should be the Republicans that win this election. So our fight is not over because we have a country to save. In the, in the next two months, millions of voters in over 20 states will have their say. We should honor them and allow them to vote. And guess what? In the next two months, Joe Biden isn't going to get any younger or any better. We'll have all the time we need to defeat Joe Biden. When we get to South Carolina, Donald Trump's going to have a harder time falsely attacking me. I have a hard time finding anything to say to refute what she's saying here. If you have some comments to the contrary, I'd love to hear them. But I think she makes a great case. And this is one of those examples where I would say, right message, wrong messenger. What do you think? Hour number two is straight ahead. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. number two of the Vince Coakley radio program. Hey, I'm wide open for criticism. Whatever. Whatever you might have to say about what I communicated in the previous hour about Nikki Haley. Again, not a fan. Far from it. Far from it. So time will tell. As we watch things play out in these races that are coming in the next few weeks. One of the things that I think is at the heart of the Trump campaign, and it's really the America first message. And again, I embrace the message because I think it's absolutely solid. Because part of the goal of the internationalists, the globalists, in order for their fantasies to be fulfilled, what has to happen here in the United States of America is a continuing pattern of decline. America has to be weakened. America cannot be the superpower. I mean, I know it sounds crazy to us normal people who have our heads on straight, but we're dealing with people who, you know, what, what they promote is this idea that there's got to be a balance of power. So you've got to have, in addition to having America, well, you've got to have China. You've got to have the Russians. 
And they've got to be able to offset the power of the United States of America, which is, I mean, and, and let's be honest, part of the objective of the European Union is to serve as another rival and another power alternative to the United States of America. And, and believe me, if they could, if they could survive and thrive, <laughs> gosh, if they survived and thrived, if they could do so without the United States of America, they absolutely would. Their dependence on America, especially from a military standpoint, is something they don't relish at all. Now, they like to take advantage of us in that respect to protect us from the big bad Russians. But at the end of the day, they, they do so grudgingly. I want you to hear a message, and I, I very much appreciate the, the substance of this message from Dr. Kevin Roberts. He is a man who went right to the belly of the beast, and as I understand it, he was actually invited to the World Economic Forum because they knew he has a very different perspective than the one that they are offering, the one that they are promoting, the one that they have been trying to put into place around the globe for years. I want you to hear Dr. Kevin Roberts, and I think you will pretty much cheer everything he has to say as he challenges everything about everything about the globalists and their agenda. Listen up. I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change. The solutions, the average person know, cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global South. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. But let me just correct the, uh, the slight assertion you made there, we want Ukraine to win. We want to see Ukraine win with a lot more help from European allies. I think the United States has a role. Heritage has been clear about this for two years now. 
that we there is a world in which we support military aid for Ukraine. Our first obligation in foreign policy is to look at it through the lens of what's best for the American citizen. Joe Biden has done a god-awful job in articulating what that is. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object <laughs> all of them wholesale. <laughs> I love it. Did you hear all of that? I mean, the clarity there is pretty amazing, isn't it? At the end of this, basically summing up, basically every single solitary thing that you guys are pushing for, we'd like to put it all on a piece of paper and throw it in the trash. We reject every single tenet of your beliefs. Every bit. <laughs> Didn't you find yourself cheering as you're listening to this message? Because this is where so many Americans are now. It's taken a while to come to this place where people have been watching the Bushes and the others who have basically taken us down a road in all of the military adventurism. And we've concluded, you know what, this, these, these things that have been done in the past, they're really not in America's best interest. This is not about America. This is ultimately about fulfilling some sort of globalist fantasy. And we do not want the United States of America to bankroll this any longer. It's really that simple. Again, if you disagree with what's been communicated here, if you think this is some extreme thing, no, I'd absolutely love to hear your alternative perspective. But I would dare say... I think this is where most Americans are. Most Americans recognize that it's time to focus on America. What's in America's best interest? And as much as we may love Ukrainians, Israelis, at the end of the day, we have to focus on taking care of ourselves first and foremost. <laughs> Floyd has written in the social media I had to share these before I forget listening to Trump, Biden and Haley speak make me want to barf they make my ears bleed oh I'm with you I, I'm if, 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 we, if there were a way to pull every single one of these folks off the stage um, yes I would absolutely support it and Jabril let me find his social media message to me before I forget. <laughs> Jabril says of Nikki Haley, she's like that child who just pooped in their diaper, yet is still sitting there smiling and acting like she just conquered the world. <laughs> Jabril. <laughs> that is cold, quite cold. So we continue our broadcast, the Vince Coakley radio program. How do you cut down on people doing TikTok videos in school? Well, this 
plan is just crazy. It's amazing what has to be done to put a stop to this in one school. You'll hear this and some interesting aviation stories as we continue our broadcast. So let's talk about what's going on with our culture. It's quite entertaining to see what's happened to so many of our young people. I mean, we can have a sense of humor about it, or we can be uh, in distress about it. I choose now just to have a little fun with it. You know, I was talking earlier about selfies, how people are obsessed with selfies. They're taking them everywhere. And I have to admit, I sometimes get pulled into this myself. There are places where uh, those who are connected to my personal page, you might see when I go on a trip, I like to post when, you know, there are certain interesting things that happen along the way. Or uh, There are people, uh, in fact, someone came up to me the other day and said, I get a kick out of seeing all the time that you travel. You know, I think people think I travel more than I really do. Now, it's something I hope to do more of this year. Ever tell you about one of my goals? I borrow this phrase from Dr. Lore. Between now and dead, I want to touch every single continent on the planet. Every single one. So I'm quite intrigued because I saw someone post on social media the other day. They were down in Antarctica. <laughs> yes. So, in fact, I need to remember this person's uh, social media post because uh, gave full instructions on how to get there. If I remember correctly, it was kind of expensive, too, to get there. I mean, I, I know you. some people think that's absolutely crazy. Why in the world would you go all the way down... I, I just want to make an appearance. Don't want to stay for a week. That's not a vacation spot. That's a 24-hour. <laughs> I've been there. I touched it. And, yeah, then you move on. So, any case, for whatever that's worth. So, I was talking about selfies and also videos. How everybody is now an influencer. And they start very young. Kids. Well, get a load of this story. Reported by WTVD. Bathroom mirrors removed at North Carolina Middle School to stop students from filming TikTok videos. Mirrors. They've taken them out. I mean, how extreme can you possibly be? But this is where we are. That people are, you know... Every place is a set to shoot videos. That's really what it comes down to. And as you know, this is supposed to be an educational place. But it's, once again, another stage <laughs> for people to um, do their thing. Dateline, Burlington, North Carolina. The bathroom mirrors in a North Carolina middle school have been removed to try and stop kids from leaving class to film TikTok videos. 
They were skipping class to do this. Southern Alamance Middle School noticed that students were taking a higher than expected number of bathroom breaks. <laughs> My gosh. They said they saw a drastic drop in bathroom breaks after removing the mirrors. Well, imagine that. The school sent out a letter to parents. In this, they said, we strive to limit distractions so students can focus on learning. There's a novel idea. The school also told WTVD it has started to use a digital hall pass system to allow students to check in and out when leaving class. The system designed to help school leaders better keep track of where students are at all times. School leaders confirmed, though this is an adjustment, we believe these changes will foster a better learning environment by minimizing disruptions. Isn't that crazy? Taking the mirrors out of the bathroom. <laughs> that really takes the cake, doesn't it? But it's is that surprising to any of you at all that such an extreme measure would have to be taken to keep people students from going into the restroom to shoot videos <laughs> something else what a time we live on huh very interesting stuff still to come in the broadcast i mentioned aviation still to come we're going to tell you about a couple of things going on in the aviation world one of them in an accident the other a passenger acting up story yes those are still with us i was quite surprised to see you know and this is another example of what happens you know i think during covid there were so many um i i, I guess there were so many stories that just never happened and they didn't happen because we were so preoccupied with covid we were shut up in our homes or wherever we were and i was under the impression that once the mask mandates were gone and all of the COVID restrictions were gone that you know people started acting better on flights well apparently that's not necessarily true we will talk about that as we continue the broadcast also another incident to report and a story of somebody acting up yes they're still at it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Okay, from the serious to the silly... How about a few aviation stories? We start with this one reported by The Hill. An American Airlines flight diverted Sunday to the George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston after an oven fire reported shortly after takeoff. Houston Airport System said in an emailed statement, Airport Operations, the Houston Fire Department responded to clear the aircraft safe after about 30 minutes. An American Airlines spokesperson confirmed in a statement issued Sunday there was a mechanical issue on board caused by the oven in the forward galley. <laughs> it's funny, this story says forward gallery. Do these people have editors to go through this stuff? It's 
any case. Spokesperson said the airline's maintenance team evaluated the aircraft after it landed. Flight departed from Austin, was headed to Charlotte when it was diverted to Houston. Boeing 737-800 aircraft landed safely without incident in Houston, taxi to the gate under its own power. And they apologized to the customers for the inconvenience, but also praised the professionalism of the staff for how this was handled. Another Boeing story, Delta Airlines 757 lost a wheel under its nose just before takeoff from Atlanta. Oops. When you hear this particular aspect of it, you're like, oh, my goodness, really? The 757 had its wheel pop out and roll down a hill. (laughs) Gosh, not the kind of thing that inspires confidence. 184 passengers, six crew. Fortunately, nobody injured on that particular plane. That's crazy, though. The wheel rolls down a hill. Uh, the aircraft was lining up, waiting for takeoff, when that nose wheel just came off, rolled down the hill. Delta told the Washington Post the flight was leaving Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport for Bogota, Colombia, again apologizing for the inconvenience to the passengers. They were transferred to a replacement plane. So... A Boeing spokesperson said the manufacturer would defer to Delta for comment. Of course they would. (laughs) Uh, They are not interested in having that conversation, which is understandable. All right. Are you ready for even more? Well, how about a lighter side of things? I told you this was going to go from the serious to the absolutely silly. So, brace yourself for silly. Leave it to the UK Daily Mail to report on this. Here's the headline. Disgruntled passenger is removed for farting excessively on American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin. (laughs) What a guess. The early evening flight from Phoenix to Austin forced to return to its gate and delayed by 15 to 30 minutes. A Reddit poster witnessed and documented the incident. January 14th, another traveler claimed to hear a passenger saying, you thought that was rude. Well, how about this smell? And farted before getting removed. (laughs) Can you believe these these are adults, ladies and gentlemen? That's what's crazy about this. A disgruntled passenger was removed for farting excessively. The early evening flight from the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport in Arizona to the Austin Bergstrom International Airport in Texas forced to return to gate. Passenger was on the flight. The traveler wrote on Reddit, I was on a direct American flight from Phoenix to Austin and was seated near the row where this situation occurred. The Reddit poster described the incident as kind of funny and somewhat entertaining, but said they did not film it. The author, remember the passenger, was audibly disgruntled about something, maybe hung over, after they boarded the flight. Soon as he sat down, he was grumbling about something under his breath, like blanking hell or something. 
After a majority of people were seated, the man said, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this smell? And farted. They did not know what provoked that statement, but said, while kind of funny to overhear, it was uncalled for, especially coming from a grown man on an airplane. There were female passengers sitting next to this gruntled passenger who were seemingly minding their own business. They wrote, I didn't catch anyone's response to that, but the guy seated next to me and I exchanged smiles and shook our heads. The passenger reportedly farted, said, yeah, everybody just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time. A few passengers were having snacks or eating food when the passenger made those shocking remarks. Social media user also recall, recalled he was loud and condescending when he made the statement. A male passenger who was seated nearby said, if you don't, don't like it, you can fly private. Another passenger chimed in saying, I think we'd all agree. You are the rude one here. <laughs> Believe it or not. I mean, this, I, the author wrote, okay, this is not me. Fart man replies something like, that's just so low class. And the other guy rebuts with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. <laughs> According to the... <laughs> The post author, the disgruntled passenger, said loudly, you thought that was rude. Well, how about this smell? And farted. Flight attendants intervened by saying that's enough. The flight was taxiing towards the runway. Moments later, the plane came to a halt when the crew announced apologies for the interruption. We're returning to the gate. We'll provide more information when we have it. As the flight returned to the gate, a flight attendant came back and informed the farting passenger he could not stay on the flight. It's like, I don't understand. She tells him, they'll talk about it off the plane. Gets up, grabs his bag, quietly exits the plane. Social media poster added, revealing the outcome of the incident. We all breathe a sigh of relief. I'll bet you did. Most people were on edge about what he may do next. It's only a delayed 15 to 30 minutes. I think American handled it swiftly, this person says. Second person who claimed to be on the same flight wrote, I can attest it was a stinky flight. I didn't know what started the ordeal, but there were a lot of smells competing in there. <laughs> it was surprising he left peacefully, but it was quite the walk of shame. I could hear him mumble. I just don't understand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my goodness. You really have to wonder about some people, don't you? Really have to wonder. Well, that's some good Motown stuff right there, Bernie. Great choice. As we come to the final stretch of our broadcast, the Vince Coakley Radio Program. <laughs> Let us take a look at the day in history. How are you today, Bernie? I'm great, Vince. I hope you are, sir. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. We have a total of seven items to go through. We begin with 1639, representatives from three Connecticut towns decided to meet and write up the fundamental orders. Those were considered to be the very first constitution in the world. Pretty oh, cool, huh? Very cool, very cool. 1848, this was discovered at Sutter's Creek. Sutter's Creek is in California, by the way. What do you think was discovered out there that caused a rush Oh, Vince. Oh, Vince, you gave it away. It's gold. I? It's gold. It is correct. Gold. I did give that one away by saying rush. 
1922, ice cream salesman Christian Nelson got a patent for this particular product. Well, it's not politically correct to say this anymore. You might think it's a dessert that emanates from Alaska. What is this dessert? Oh, man, this is, uh, this is tough. Is it a Klondike bar? No, have you ever heard of the Eskimo pie? I have not. You're kidding. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I have. Oh, my goodness. What is is it? We have got to get you an Eskimo pie. That's it. Yeah, what is it? Well, basically, it's kind of like, I think what you described is kind of like a, um, you know, it is like vanilla ice cream with chocolate shell. Something like that? Yeah, they changed it, by the way. Look it up on the internet. Okay. Do a search, and you can see an Eskimo. That, that's really what it is. It is just like, it's like an ice cream-filled thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check uh, it out. They decided to change the name because it's deemed to be derogatory, by the way. Oh, man. Changed it back in 2021. So, yeah. Go figure. Mm. How shocking. We moved to 1935, and this adult beverage... They started selling it in cans for the first time, which is not surprising. Beer. Beer. Then we go to 1956. Procter & Gamble introduced this to the world under the brand Jif. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. It's actually peanut butter day, I believe. Is it not? I think Mark Garrison said it's National Peanut Butter Day. It would not surprise me at all. Mm. It makes sense that they would do this to mark that day and... 1956. Wow. It's hard to believe it's that old. Then we go back to 1965 and the death of a great British leader who uh, really made a mark during World War II. Who was this guy? This isn't Churchill, is it? Winston Churchill okay. is correct. All right. And then in 2006, I think this is an animation company that Disney decided to buy for $7.4 billion in 2006. Are you familiar with this is particular this, company? Is it Pixar? You're a genius. All right. It is Pixar. All right. I did Indeed. pretty good today, Vince. You're on a roll, man. I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. By the way, I think they renamed this Eskimo Pie to Edie's Pie. Oh, okay. That's the name of the company now. So I'm familiar with the brand Edie's, but yeah. I don't think I'd ever heard the term Eskimo Pie. So I'll look, up, I'll look it up. And this goes back to the whole... George Floyd thing, Black Lives Matter, when they started changing names of products. Mm -hmm. So they renamed this one. So go figure. All right. This, you know, I mentioned I enjoy watching Perry Mason. This sounds like a Perry Mason story if I've ever heard one. This is absolutely crazy. A Kansas couple charged with fraudulently collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of of a dead relative, they concealed his body inside their home for six years. Overland Park, Kansas is where it happened. Mike Carroll's pacemaker, I didn't know that they could do this. They could actually track this by the pacemaker. Hmm. The pacemaker showed that he died in 2016 at age 81. But Overland Park police didn't discover his body until 2022 after his son-in-law, Kirk Ritter, called police to report his death. Prosecutors say Lynn Ritter and Kirk Ritter, both 61, continued depositing 
and spending from Carol's bank account even while his body became mummified on a bed in the home he owned. Lynn Ritter is Carol's daughter. This is crazy. Family members told the Kansas City Star the Ritters would repeatedly give them excuses about why Carol could never take a phone call or a visit while leading them to believe Carol was still alive. So they now face charges. $216,000 they stole from this dead man they kept in their home. This is insane. It's all the time we have. Have yourselves a great day, folks. God bless you. Adios.